So you are a boutique fitness studio owner or teacher, and you have successfully hooked a new client and reeled them into your studio. That, my friend, is something to celebrate. Except now you need to make sure that their very first session inside your studio is a mega success so that they will come back again and again and again. And that's what I'm talking about inside of this episode of the Pilates Business Podcast. Well, hi there. I'm Sarah Glanfield. I'm a business and marketing strategist just for boutique fitness studio owners like you. If you're ready to be inspired and make a bigger impact, you're in the right place. All you need are a few key strategies, the right mindset, and some support along the way. Join me as I share the real-life insights that will help you grow a sustainable and profitable studio. This is the Pilates Business Podcast. Welcome back to the Pilates Business Podcast, you guys. I'm Saran, and I'm super happy that you're here with me today. We are in episode 25 of this podcast. I have to say, I've had a blast putting this together. I've really enjoyed talking with you guys each week. Um, I've been getting a lot of really great feedback from so many different people from around the world that are listening in every single week to uh, the podcast. And, you know, the, the year has really flown by. I can't believe that here we are towards the end of the year. And we're already thinking ahead a little bit towards 2022. Dare I say it? I know I am. I'm starting to plan. I'm going to be talking more about that in some upcoming episodes. But for today, we're talking all about how to make that very first session a mega success. Now, every studio owner knows the amount of effort and creativity and focus that goes into bringing a new client into the studio for the very first time. And so what happens during that first session is just as important because what we really want is for that client to become a regular member of your studio community. So I'm going to share with you today a few ways that you can make that first session a mega success. We're going to talk about how you can engage with that new client uh, to make sure that they feel a connection to you and your business, how you can perhaps be very intentional about how you design that first session so that it will really help you to perhaps reach your goals from a business perspective, and also how you can transition your clients so that they are beginning to think about how they would feel as a member of your studio community. Are you ready? Let's dive in. All right. So if you've managed to get a new client into your studio to try out a class, then that means that your marketing efforts have succeeded. And that's awesome. Your marketing efforts have succeeded in attracting your clients in, getting them interested about what you're offering them, keeping them so, making them so interested and so curious that they picked up the phone or they went online and they booked their very first session. And then guess what? They actually showed up. Okay. And they are ready to see if your studio is the right place for them. Now, here's the thing. That's just that first step. Getting them in through the door is just the first step of the process. Now it's kind of up to you to nurture that relationship and absolutely delight them. This is the only way to really achieve your number one goal 
of that very first session. And that number one goal is to get them to come back into the studio for future sessions and that that happens as soon as possible. So whether or not they come back to your studio should absolutely not be left to chance. It is entirely up to you and entirely on your shoulders to ensure that they have all of the information on all of the inspiration that they need to take that next step inside of your business, assuming, of course, it's a good fit for everybody, okay? So in order for you to do that, you want to be intentional about designing an experience during that first session that nurtures those new clients, that delights them, and that helps to transition them to become a more committed member. All right, so how do we do that? Well, it starts as soon as your new client arrives at your studio, okay? There's a lot that happens before that, but that's a topic for another podcast. We're talking about in-person when they join, uh, when they walk into your studio, okay? And when they walk into your studio, we want to make them feel really, really comfortable. You want to make sure that there is somebody there, whether that's you or a teacher or a member of your team, who welcomes them openly, who welcomes them warmly, and invites them into the studio just as though you would invite a friend into your home, which might mean that you might want to perhaps show them around the studio, show them where they should put their things, or show them where the bathrooms are, show them where the class takes place, and perhaps even introduce them to some members of your team. If the teacher is there, then you absolutely want to introduce them to the teacher that will be teaching them, but potentially even to perhaps some other clients who happen to be there as well. All right. It's in these moments, these small moments that perhaps are very easily overlooked that you have the opportunity to begin to build that oh so important relationship with your clients. And let's face it, this first session, you know, you're in the very early days of building that relationship. And it's all about getting to know your clients and what they're looking for. Okay. So it's really important. You take the time to get to know your clients in this, in this, in these early stages of that relationship. You get to know them, especially during this first session. So you can guide them forward and you can connect with them on a, on a deeper level and show them about what is possible for them when they are your client. So with that in mind, you want to be super clear and very intentional about the words that you use to, um, to talk about with your clients, your new clients during that first session and perhaps during the first few sessions they have in your studio. Because that goal that we have is for that first session, the goal we have is to get them back into the studio for another session. So I want you to get really focused on that, on that goal and not leave it up to chance. So I want you to be really thoughtful about the words that you use, about the language that you're using in this session, because that can really set yourself up for success in the long run. This is your opportunity to, you know, in to set expectations essentially for what your clients should expect from you, what your clients should expect as they become a longer-term client. If you skip over this in the early days, it's really hard to perhaps reset those expectations later on if you perhaps are not on the same page. So this is an opportunity and this is when, this is the best time in your relationship with your clients to set 
the expectations. And that could also mean for some of you to set the boundaries, to be clear about what's appropriate and not appropriate, about how you engage with your clients, when your clients should contact you or not contact you, how they should contact you and not contact, or perhaps not. Um, you want to be really clear about all of those things so that your client knows exactly how they can be a great client to you and you know how you can be a great teacher to them. All right. And now as you're beginning to get to know each other during this first session, you definitely want to make sure you're doing your absolute best to show them the best experience that you can. So you want to make sure that you're using their name often, especially in a class, um, that really helps to build that connection. You want to make sure you're also encouraging them, especially again, if you're in a, in, if they're in a class, um, I know for many of you, they are most likely doing one-on-one sessions, perhaps early, if, if first of all, especially if they're new to the method that you're teaching. Um, but you want to be really thoughtful about the hesitations that may have stopped them or caused them to wonder whether or not you're the studio for them. And so it's really helpful to share some insight about what it's like to be a client at your studio, but also about what it's like to be a client who's on a journey learning in your studio, right? And again, setting those expectations for your client, but managing the expectations that they may even have of themselves, right? So what we know is that many clients, we hear this over and again, don't want to say try Pilates because they don't think that they're flexible enough yet. So they say to themselves, when I get more flexible or when I get fitter or when I get stronger, I will then go and take Pilates, right? Now, if we as the teacher, as the studio owner can let those clients know that they are hundred percent in the right place for them, that they are, that you have no expectations about what they should or shouldn't be able to do today. And that all of those things will come with time as they continue to, to come to your studio and come to sessions with you, then you're helping to set the expectations for themselves also and giving them perhaps, you know, a bit of a release of pressure that they may have put upon themselves, which we see often. Okay. So you can also do this by sharing an insight about other clients who started, um, and we're brand new to the method, brand new to say Pilates or bar or dance cardio or whatever it is that you're teaching and how far they've come and perhaps, um, what they're, they, how they incorporated their movement into their lives and give them a bit of insight into how it feels to be a client that has perhaps transitioned from being a new client to being a more of a long-term loyal client and what that looks like. Okay. So, when you're able to also share a story about perhaps another client of yours who has been successful as a client and gotten some great results and loves what you have to do in your studio, then you are also establishing credibility and trustworthiness as a teacher. Okay. This is something that I have talked about before on the podcast. I'd encourage you to go back and listen to episode 21. Um, I talk about that that there quite a bit. Um, and if you haven't listened to that one, please go back and listen to it. I really encourage you to do that because building credibility and trustworthiness is so incredibly important. And it's what you're trying to do in that first session for sure. Okay. And there are so many things that you can do to, to really establish yourself as an expert and to show your clients what's possible for them as your client. Because remember, during that first session, they are still wondering if you are the right studio for them. 
Okay, so be super sure to get crystal clear about what it's like to be a client. All right. So at the end of that first session, this is this is the prime time for you as a teacher and a business owner, okay? And this is a great time to leverage the peak end rule. If you haven't heard of the peak end rule, go and look it up. It's absolutely fascinating. What it says is that human beings will only remember two parts of an experience. They will remember the most intense part of an experience or the when they had the most intense feelings about something. And they will remember the end of an experience. Everything in between, they're less likely to remember. Okay. So I know for me, when I look back from my, one of the, you know, some of the, the most memorable Pilates sessions I have had, for example, the things I remember are how I felt at the end for sure. Right. But I also remember that moment in the middle of the session where I was bit challenging, being challenged and challenging myself to do that little bit more or to push that little bit harder or to get that little bit further. Right. And that's a prime example of the peak end rule. Now you can use this really interesting, uh, rule as, as, as a, as a way to sort of perhaps help your clients to understand a bit more about your, what you do. And it's your chance to perhaps even make a difference in whether or not they come back by making the end of the session, uh, which we know they remember, right? We know they remember the end of the session. If you make the end of the session very positive and a very positive experience for them, then that is what they will go away feeling. Okay. So if you have a new client, you don't want to rush through that last five minutes. You don't want to run away from them onto your next client without properly ending that session and leaving your client with a very positive feeling of that end of their experience. Okay. So you certainly want to celebrate perhaps them a little bit and, um, let them know that they have done, done really well, affirm to them that they're in the right place for what it is they want to achieve, and then make sure you're giving them perhaps what they need to do next in order to continue to be successful as a client in your business, in order to continue to perhaps reach for the results they're looking for, to feel healthier, to feel stronger, to feel better, whatever it may be. So you might want to ask them how they feel, perhaps um, acknowledge that they they look better, they look lighter, perhaps they look taller, they look um, like they they worked hard, right? You want to acknowledge, help them to see that or help them to acknowledge that they feel good. So always ask about how they feel, how that went, what did they think? Um, and empathize with them because it probably was a bit challenging for them in ways that we may not know or remember as, someone who perhaps has been teaching for a long time or taking sessions for a long time. Okay. So whatever it is, lead them toward that acknowledgement and celebrate it. And you also, this is also a great time to make recommendations to your clients for particular classes or combinations of classes, perhaps, or teachers that will be a great fit for them and their goals, and that will help them to get the most out of their sessions. All right. And there are, there are just so many different ways that you can do that. And, you know, when I work with the members of my marketing intensive program and my thrive program, we actually come up with specific phrases that each studio owner and teacher can use to help transition those clients from being new clients into loyal long-term clients, which is what we really want. Because you want to be again, intentional and thoughtful about the language that you're using. Okay. And, you know, I will say that at some point, either during that first session, at the end of that first session, or even perhaps as they 
go through their introductory package, which they might have bought, you will at some point have to talk about pricing. Okay. You'll have to talk about pricing at some point. And I want you to get excited about this conversation. I don't want you to shy away from it at all. Here's the thing I want you to remember. You have so much value to offer your clients and they are there to get access to you and your expertise and your amazing teaching talents. But there are a few things that will absolutely help make this conversation super smooth. And one of the things I will say is that you want to be very clear about what you recommend your clients buy next. Okay. And this kind of comes back to, um, making a recommendation that works for them and their goals. So you want to really understand what it is your clients are looking for. Um, but you want to make that recommendation, be very, very clear about what it includes and what they should hope to be able to achieve by making that purchase. Okay. Now, I can't emphasize enough how important it is to be confident when you're having this conversation with your clients. If you find yourself feeling a little bit less than confident, you are not alone. I've coached hundreds of studio owners through my framework for feeling really good about their pricing. And there's a lot of mindset stuff that goes with this, truly. But what I want you to know is that when you know that you're offering a ton of value and you are confident in what you do, and what you can offer your clients, and then what you charge, that will come across very, very clearly to your clients. Okay. So if you're less than confident about your pricing, that will also come through too. So we want to be sure that when we're having this conversation, we're having it with confidence. Okay. Now it's also really helpful as you're thinking about perhaps mapping out this first session, you know, I really do encourage you to think very and be very intentional about how you want each of those first sessions to look for your clients and perhaps think about how you can make this experience relatively consistent with every single new client that walks in the studio. Because we want to make sure that every client that walks in has this same incredible, amazing experience, right? And this is how you start to increase that um, conversion number from people who are just looking to people who are long-term loyal clients. This is how you will retain your clients better over time. All right. And so a lot of what you're doing in this first session is really about onboarding your clients, right? You're kind of training your clients how to be your clients. And this is your opportunity to do it in the very first session, because you're going to manage their expectation. You're going to set their expectations for the future. You're going to make recommendations to them. And you're also going to give them a lot of insight into what's possible for them. Okay. And so this is a so such an important part of the whole journey that your client takes inside of your business. Now we are working right now in an environment that is both in person, but also online. And I know that many of you are teaching hybrid classes, but also teaching online classes. You're also teaching on-demand classes. So how do you manage that for new clients, for first-time clients when you're teaching in the virtual space? Well, I have to say there it's it very much it's similar principles apply for sure, but there are a few key differences. Um, first of all, what I'll say is that you do have to get a, perhaps a little bit more creative to create that connection with your clients. You, you do have to perhaps put a bit more, um, energy and emphasis into, 
um, outreach during a class, if you have an online class, or if you are working one-on-one with a client for the first time online, you'll want to make sure you do certainly take the time to get to know them. Because as you know from teaching online for the last 18 months or longer, that there's a lot that's lost through the screen. And we can try to, we just have to sort of double down on our efforts to, um, to try to minimize what we lose via the screen. So you might just have to show a little bit of extra love when you're, you know, having new clients join, especially online. Um, and that can look like, you know, during the class or during the session, making sure that you are, um, learning a bit more about your client, learning a bit more about what they, what they're looking for. But there's a lot of other things that you can do as a follow-up also that helps to really establish that connection, that relationship. There are so many different ways to use the technology to help make your clients feel a part of your studio, right? So you could shoot a welcome video and you, uh, of what the studio looks like, or perhaps a recommendation for how to set up that workout space and then send it to your clients, perhaps a little bit ahead of a few days ahead of their first session, or perhaps as a follow-up, you can take them on a little virtual tour of your, uh, virtual tour of your home studio, for example. Um, or you could follow up with a quick video tutorial that is, you know, pertinent to whatever situation they're in, perhaps if they have an injury or um, a particular goal that you want to work on them with. Okay. But again, beyond everything else, the most important thing you're doing right now, especially with your online clients, is that you 100% believe that what you're doing is valuable. You have to believe that in order to communicate it. All right. And if you believe it, then they will believe it too. So this is your opportunity to perhaps start intentionally planning that first session and thinking through what you want those new clients to experience so that they have a really fantastic first session and are a giant leap closer to becoming loyal, long-term clients inside of your studio business. So that wraps it up for today. If you're loving what you're hearing, I'd be so appreciative if you could take a quick minute, go to wherever you're listening to this podcast and rate and review this episode. It will mean a ton to me and will help to get the podcast out into our community so that more teachers and business owners just like you can feel encouraged and supported on their journey in our industry. Did you love this episode and want more? Head to spring3.com and check out my free resources that will help you run a profitable and fulfilling studio business. And before you go, one last reminder, there is no one way to do what you do, only your way. So whatever it is that you want to do, create or offer, you've got this. Thanks again for joining me today and have a wonderful rest of your day.